0: Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarrer I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia coming to you with a mental health moment. And today we will be talking about surviving social isolation. So at this point, you may have figured out whether or not you're an introvert or an extrovert or somewhere in the middle as an ambivert. And for you, your experiences may vary based on where you fall. Working from home for some people is a dream come true. They have more control over their environment. They don't have to deal with difficult so- co-workers. They don't have to interact with unhealthy bosses in the same way. And so for them, they feel like this experience is, experience has been good. They can get up, get on their computer, not have to put on any real clothes, be able to have the snacks that they want and not have to fight over the bathroom and they're feeling good. For some people, working from from home has been very difficult because they feel like they can't unplug and they don't have the boundaries set up in place. People are constantly emailing, calling all throughout the day, whereas when they worked in a building, they didn't have those dynamics. They may also find that they miss interacting with their coworkers and that that was something that allowed them to actually be more productive. At home, we may be struggling with managing the house because now we have more than one adult who may be managing the environment at the same time and multiple people competing for the same spaces. So one of the complaints I hear is that families are having difficulty trying to figure out how to use a space, who's managing the space and how they can interact in an effective way as a family. Some people who are extroverted may want that time and attention with family and they think you're free they come into a room and you're on a computer, they're like, hey, look at what I see on Facebook. Look at what I see on Instagram. And you're in the middle of trying to get something done. Other people say they feel like they're so disconnected when they're at home because they're working or they're taking classes that they feel like they're not able to connect with their family and they feel guilty about it. And then we're trying to navigate, when do people eat? How do we take breaks? When are we gonna do things as a family? So that can pose some challenges as well. And then we're also maybe possibly feeling a little bit of guilt because we can't interact with other people who may be going through things that we would usually be there for because we're having to be at home. And regardless of whatever your situation may be, you're probably starting to realize not interacting with people is causing me some kind of distress. Now, possibly it may be just simply the distress of because I can't interact with other people. I feel like I'm interacting with the same people and I'm getting frustrated with them, whereas stuff would usually not bother me because I have an opportunity to have an outlet outside of home. Now, don't get me wrong. Simply being isolated from people doesn't mean that you're lonely, doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get depressed. For some people, isolation serves as a place of comfort and peace for them because interacting with people is anxiety provoking. They find that they don't recognize social cues very well. They find they feel awkward in situations. And so it causes them more stress to interact. And some people just have had really negative experiences with others. And so they don't trust people and they don't feel comfortable being around people. So being away from people actually is a safe space for them. But for other people, being isolated may feel like you're not as creative. Your motivation is not the same. Your appetite has changed. You may be eating a lot more or you may not be eating as much because you're working so much you forget to eat. You may also notice more irritability or sadness and then frankly you may just simply feel like you're disconnected from the rest of the world that you're missing out on something that this time is just going to be a gap in your mind of what happened to 2020. Regardless of where you fall on this there are some things that you can be able to do to stay connected to others while we're in this period of being able to shelter in our homes so of course Everybody is trying to do something to keep us engaged and I am here for all of it. So Netflix has Netflix party. You can get on there and watch movies and TV series together as a family. You can get in a group chat and discuss different things in the news, in movies, in culture. You can also go on bike rides. You just need to make sure you keep that six feet distance. So maybe a couple of people, two or three people, go on a bike ride. Keep your distance. You're still able to do that. Get out and get that good vitamin D. You definitely can go on walks and do other exercises through apps or Facebook Live. has a lot of opportunities. Uh, A lot of our athletic people are getting on, putting programs up for us to get up and do. They have set times to start and end. So it's just like you're going to the gym to work out for those of you that are unable to access the gym right now. You also may be able to just make a list of people that you want to call, right? Sometimes we get so busy in our lives that we forget to call people. Oh, I was thinking about you, but I never did make that call. Well, write down that list. Here's an opportunity for you to be able to call all those people and check on them. You can text them and say, hey, when are you free for us to have a phone conversation? They'll get back to you with a day and time. You can set that on your schedule, call them and check in. And a lot of times, because of our technology, we're able to see people when we're talking to them. So that makes the interactions even better. Same way you can go have coffee or tea or have a drink with people via Zoom or other video conferencing measures. So you're able to still have that interaction with people, especially if you had standing social interactions with people, uh, lunch with the girls, um, Friday night with the boys. You can still do those things via these video conferences or via your cell phones, depending on what kind of apps you have available to you. So you don't have to cut those things out or stop them. You simply just have to alter them in a way that's going to be able to work for you and the other people. One of the other things that I think that helps with people during isolation is to do something productive, something that gives you some meaning and purpose that also can fuel creativity. So a lot of our food banks um, and our schools and other organizations are working hard to try to get resources to people who are under underemployed right now or unemployed right now, um, or who would other not, otherwise not have resources. So you may be able to get some canned goods, um, some non-perishables together to be able to drop off somewhere, to be able to help someone. I'm also seeing a lot of people do some fundraising efforts for our hairstylists, our barbers, Uh, our nail salon people who aren't able to work during this time, our restaurants that are closed, who are just doing things to either donate or raise funds for those organizations. So that's another opportunity to get connected. Um, You can have a Facebook Live party and just have donations. GoFundMes are out there to be able to support. Just be careful when you're doing those GoFundMes because we want to make sure they're actually going to the people in need and not just an opportunity for someone to be running a scam. That's something that happens during this time. And that breeds a lot of fear from people and makes them wanna withdraw and not get out um, and be protective. But we can be safe and still interact in these ways. You just wanna make sure that the platform you're using is safe, that it keeps all your information safe, uh, and that you're making sure that that, those funds are actually going to where they need to be designated. Um, One of my favorite things that I saw was having a, Uh, spring cleaning party. So we all know that we have some rooms or some items in our homes that uh, could use a little cleaning. This is a good opportunity to go through those closets and pull out the stuff that I know you think you're going to wear, but it's been 10 years and you haven't worn it yet. So we're just going to go ahead and let that go. Okay. Um, So you can donate items to people because there are going to be a lot of people that have needs after this is over. And one of those needs definitely could be clothing, shoes, bedding, all the stuff that we tend to hoard um, that could be going somewhere else. You also could just have a fashion show party via one of the social media platforms where you all get together, try on different things or put pieces together to make different wardrobes. Um, or talk about ways to save money and have additional resources available to you over the next several months. So you can connect in various ways during this time. You just have to be a little bit creative. And one of the things about connecting to people is it makes us more creative. They hold us accountable, if you will, to being our best selves. So Some of those options could work, but there's also other resources out there. So just keep looking because I know you guys are scrolling more on social media during this time. So see what things work for you. Write them down and implement them. All right. Be encouraged.